Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with your host, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Parthenia is a psychologist and certified natural healthcare practitioner who will show you alternative paths towards health with a holistic approach. Call in with your questions or comments at 888-235-7374. And now here's the host of Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Hello. Good evening to those of you listening to our live broadcast tonight, August 6, 2013. And hello to those of you listening to a uh, rebroadcast some other time. Uh, great, you list, you're listening in tonight. We're live most Tuesdays, and we do our rebroadcasts every Wednesday and Thursday. And that's again at 8 p.m., but you can listen to them anytime uh with the archive, you know, through the Internet. Uh, you can. There's a link for... Uh, accessing blog talk radio on my website you are listening to wellness wholeness and wisdom with me psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner parthenia Izard, and again yes on blog talk radio now realize when you listen to the rebroadcasts they are dating back sometimes to 2006 so oftentimes there'll be a reference to a different radio station but listen it doesn't matter the show is being aired through Blog Talk Radio, so you're in the right place when you're there. Don't don't be confused. Okay, to call into the program and ask a question of my guest, you can call 619-789-6835, or you can send an instant message during the show through the link on the Blog Talk Radio homepage. Now, to find the program, you... Well, this is if you aren't subscribing to our email list. If you subscribe to the email list, you get an e-card once a week with all the information about our guests for the week. But otherwise, you have to go to the Blog Talk Radio homepage, enter my name or the name of the program into the Blog Talk Radio search box. And please, if you have any problems with any Internet links, either on Blog Talk Radio's website or on mine, call after the program, 866-472-6094. Now, as most of you know, but there may be some new listeners, on this program we discuss alternative medicine therapies, related products, and issues, and we do it with the experts. Only try the therapies shared here after consulting with your physician. And again, because it is wellness, wholeness, and wisdom, we do go outside of the box when it comes to supplements and alternative medicine therapies and have guests on from time to time that relate to uh, various topics that people interested in those kinds of things are also interested in, hence uh, tonight's guest. Now, last week, our live guest was John Leslie, co-editor of The Mystery of Existence. Why is there anything at all? And at the end of that program, we discussed the Arvalo and the Asana Bajagasana. Now, next week, my live guest on Tuesday, August 3rd, Barbara Berger, author of Are You Happy Now? Ten Ways to Live a Happy Life. And if you miss any show, you can go to my website, www.amtherapies.com, click on the radio link to hear the show. Now, for appointments with me, and again, that's face-to-face or remote, and for general information, again, call 866-472-6094. Also remember, you can purchase an autographed copy of the book I co-authored, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health, on my site. Visit www.amtherapies.com. 
to make that wonderful resource a gift to yourself and or a friend. You can also follow me on Twitter. And don't forget, eat right for your type and new skin supplements and beauty products where beauty and wellness meet technology. Now today, after the news, I'm going to be speaking with Jan Krauss-Green. She's the author of a a beautiful novel uh, called I Call Myself Earth Girl. And at the end of tonight's program, we will discuss the Urbanese and the Asana Dharnurasana. Now it's time. Now it's time for our wellness news. Okay, and as you know, I'm from ScienceDaily.com. A simple ultrasound treatment may help protect the kidneys, and this came out on the first of the ultrasound treatment may prevent at acute kidney injury that commonly arises after major surgery, according to a study appearing in an upcoming issue, well, no longer upcoming issue of the Journal of the American Society of Nephrology, uh, JASN. The findings suggest that this simple and non-invasive therapy may be an effective precaution for patients at risk. Acute kidney injury and abrupt decline in kidney function is an increasingly prevalent and potentially serious condition in hospitalized patients. Now, sometimes acute kidney injury arises after major surgery, and this could happen because the kidneys can be deprived of normal blood blood flow during the procedure. Now, once the injury develops, patients have few established... Blog Talk Radio... Welcome to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with your host, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Parthenia is a psychologist and certified natural healthcare practitioner who will show you alternative paths towards health with a holistic approach. Call in with your questions or comments at 888-235-7374. And now here's the host of Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Hello. Good evening to those of you listening to our live broadcast tonight, August 6, 2013. And hello to those of you listening to a uh, rebroadcast some other time. Uh, great, you list, you're listening in tonight. We're live most Tuesdays, and we do our rebroadcasts every Wednesday and Thursday. And that's again at 8 p.m., but you can listen to them anytime uh with the archive, you know, through the Internet. Uh, you can. There's a link for... Uh, Accessing Blog Talk Radio on my website. You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia Izzard, and again, yes, on Blog Talk Radio. Now, realize when you listen to the rebroadcasts, they are dating back sometimes to 2006, so oftentimes there will be a reference to a different radio station. But listen, it doesn't matter. The show is being aired through Blog Talk Radio, so you're in the right place when you're there. Don't don't be confused. Okay, to call into the program and ask a question of my guest, you can call 619-789-6835, or you can send an instant message during the show through the link on the Blog Talk Radio homepage. Now, to find the program, you... Well, this is if you aren't subscribing to our email list. 
If you subscribe to the email list, you get an e-card once a week with all the information about our guests for the week. But otherwise, you have to go to the Blog Talk Radio homepage, enter my name or the name of the program into the Blog Talk Radio search box. And please, if you have any problems with any internet links either on Blog Talk Radio's website or on mine, call after the program, 866-472-6094. Now, as most of you know, but there may be some new listeners, on this program we discuss alternative medicine therapies, related products, and issues, and we do it with the experts. Only try the therapies shared here after consulting with your physician. And again, because it is wellness, wholeness, and wisdom, we do go outside of the box when it comes to supplements and alternative medicine therapies and have guests on from time to time that relate to uh, various topics that people interested in those kinds of things are also interested in, hence uh, tonight's guest. Now, last week, our live guest was John Leslie, co-editor of The Mystery of Existence. Why is there anything at all? And at the end of that program, we discussed the Arvalo and the Asana Bajagasana. Now, next week, my live guest on Tuesday, August 13, 2013, will be Barbara Berger, author of Are You Happy Now? Ten Ways to Live a Happy Life. And if you miss any show, you can go to my website, www.amtherapies.com, click on the radio link to hear the show. Now, for appointments with me, and again, that's face-to-face or remote, and for general information, again, call 866-472-6094. Also remember, you can purchase an autographed copy of the book I co-authored, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health, on my site. Visit www.amtherapies.com to make that wonderful resource a gift to yourself and or a friend. You can also follow me on Twitter. And don't forget, eat right for your type and new skin supplements and beauty products where beauty and wellness meet technology. Now today, after the news, I'm going to be speaking with Jan Krauss-Green. She's the author of a a beautiful novel uh, called I Call Myself Earth Girl. And at the end of tonight's program, we will discuss the Urbanese and the Asana Dharnurasana. Now it's time. Now it's time for our wellness news. Okay, and as you know, I'm from ScienceDaily.com. A simple sound that may help protect the kidneys. And this came out on the first of the ultrasound may prevent acute kidney injury that commonly arises after major surgery, according to a study appearing in an upcoming issue, well, no longer upcoming issue of the Journal of the American Society of Nephrology, uh, JASN. Uh, the findings suggest that this simple and non-invasive therapy may be an effective precaution for patients at risk. Acute kidney injury and abrupt decline in kidney function is an increasingly prevalent and potentially serious condition in hospitalized patients. Now, sometimes acute kidney injury arises after major surgery, and this could happen because the kidneys can be deprived of normal blood blood flow during the procedure. Now, once the injury develops, patients have few established treatment options besides uh, now, Mark Akusa, M.D., Joseph Gigliotti, Ph.D., 
University of Virginia, and their colleagues found that a drug-free, non-invasive, ultrasound-based treatment could prevent acute kidney injury in mice. Now, when they exposed anesthetized mice to ultrasound with a routine clinical imaging system 24 hours prior to blood disruption to the kidneys, the mice exhibited preserved kidney health after blood flow was restored. In contrast, sham-treated mice exhibited significant kidney injury. Further analysis revealed that the ultrasound treatment likely stimulated an anti-inflammatory response that originated from the spleen and was responsible for protecting the kidneys. Quote, our studies using non-invasive ultrasound now provide us with an active treatment that appears to be simple, effective, and non-toxic for the prevention of acute kidney injury, said Dr. Apusa. Uh, continuing, to our knowledge, this has never been described for the prevention of tissue or organ injury. Interestingly, we suspect that similar mechanisms that lead to kidney injury may also lead to lung, heart, and liver damage, and that this form of therapy might be effective for prevention of injury in other organs as well, end quote. In an accompanying editorial, Elaine L. Moyne, M.D., Ph.D., uh, in Belgium, and his colleagues noted that opportunities arising from the work are numerous and promising because many procedures that carry a very high risk of AKI are planned. In searching for novels, uh, novel approaches to prevent and even cure AKI, uh, we believe that splenic ultrasound stimulation has a bright future ahead, they wrote. Okay. Now, our um, guest this evening, uh, Jan Krause Green, uh, author of I Call Myself Earth Girl, lives in suburban Boston. I went to college. My undergraduate work was at Boston University, as a matter of fact. So I, I certainly uh, sparked went off when I <laughs> read that. Uh, she's a former high school teacher and uh, newspaper columnist and uses fiction and poetry to examine life's big questions from the perspective of characters, both young and old. And she certainly did so in this book we're going to talk about this evening. Hello. Good evening, Jan. How are you? Well, I'm fine. And how are you? Fine, thank you. And now, um, before we get, uh, well, you know, I have to admit, one of the reasons I tend not to interview many authors of novels is because I want to talk about all aspects of the book, but you never want to give away, you know, some fun points or the ending. So, you know, that's that's going to be one thing I'll be dealing with or grappling with this evening. But this is certainly a wonderful book that touches on or highlights or brings to mind so many issues and concerns uh, that it's going to be well worth not only a read by our listeners, but uh, the discussion that we'll have. Uh, first of all, could you just give, give us a little background information about yourself that might lead us to understand how you became interested in these kinds of topics? Well, let's see. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a mother of five. I, I'm a grandmother of five, and I had a fairly traditional Catholic upbringing, but moved from Catholicism, I think, to a maybe broader and, in my case, deeper sense of spirituality. Um, <clears throat> I've always been a pacifist. I mean, from a very young age, I just couldn't understand that there was any Blog Talk Radio. Welcome 
to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with your host, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Parthenia is a psychologist and certified natural healthcare practitioner who will show you alternative paths towards health with a holistic approach. Call in with your questions or comments at 888-235-7374. And now here's the host of Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Hello. Good evening to those of you listening to our live broadcast tonight, August 6, 2013. And hello to those of you listening to a uh, rebroadcast some other time. Uh, great you list, you're listening in tonight. We're live most Tuesdays, and we do our rebroadcasts every Wednesday and Thursday. And that's again at 8 p.m., but you can listen to them anytime uh, with the archive, you know, through the Internet. Uh, you can. There's a link for... Uh, Accessing Blog Talk Radio on my website. You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia Izzard, and again, yes, on Blog Talk Radio. Now, realize when you listen to the rebroadcasts, they are dating back sometimes to 2006, so oftentimes there will be a reference to a different radio station. But listen, it doesn't matter. The show is being aired through Blog Talk Radio, so you're in the right place when you're there. Don't don't be confused. Okay, to call into the program and ask a question of my guest, you can call 619-789-6835, or you can send an instant message during the show through the link on the Blog Talk Radio homepage. Now, to find the program, you... Well, this is if you aren't subscribing to our email list. If you subscribe to the email list, you get an e-card once a week with all the information about our guests for the week. But otherwise, you have to go to the Blog Talk Radio homepage, enter my name or the name of the program into the Blog Talk Radio search box. And please, if you have any problems with any Internet links, either on Blog Talk Radio's website or on mine, call after the program, 866-472-6094. Now, as most of you know, but there may be some new listeners, on this program we discuss alternative medicine therapies, related products, and issues, and we do it with the experts. Only try the therapies shared here after consulting with your physician. And again, because it is wellness, wholeness, and wisdom, we do go outside of the box when it comes to supplements and alternative medicine therapies and have guests on from time to time that relate to uh, various topics that people interested in those kinds of things are also interested in, hence uh, tonight's guest. Now, last week, our live guest was John Leslie, co-editor of The Mystery of Existence. Why is there anything at all? And at the end of that program, we discussed the Arvalo and the Asana Bajagasana. Now, next week, my live guest on Tuesday, August 13, 2013, will be Barbara Berger, author of Are You Happy Now? Ten Ways to Live a Happy Life. And if you miss any show, you can go to my website, www.amtherapies.com, click on the radio link to hear the show. Now, for appointments with me, and again, that's face-to-face or remote, and for general information, again, call 866-472-6094. Also remember, you can purchase an autographed copy of the book I co-authored, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health, on my site. Visit www.amtherapies.com 
to make that wonderful resource a gift to yourself and or a friend. You can also follow me on Twitter. And don't forget, eat right for your type and new skin supplements and beauty products where beauty and wellness meet technology. Now today, after the news, I'm going to be speaking with Jan Krauss-Green. She's the author of a a beautiful novel uh, called I Call Myself Earth Girl. And at the end of tonight's program, we will discuss the Urbanese and the Asana Dharnurasana. Now it's time. Now it's time for our wellness news. Okay, and as you know, I'm from ScienceDaily.com. Simple sound treatment may help protect the kidneys, and this came out August first. Ultrasound treatment may prevent acute kidney injury that commonly arises after major surgery, according to a study appearing in an upcoming issue, well, no longer upcoming issue of the Journal of the American Society of Nephrology, uh, JASN. The findings suggest that this simple and non-invasive therapy may be an effective precaution for patients at risk. Acute kidney injury and abrupt declining kidney function is an increasingly prevalent and potentially serious condition in hospitalized patients. Now, sometimes acute kidney injury arises after major surgery, and this could happen because the kidneys can be deprived of normal blood blood flow during the procedure. Now, once the injury develops, patients have few established treatment options besides uh, now, Mark Akusa, M.D., Joseph Gigliotti, Ph.D., University of Virginia, and their colleagues found that a drug-free, non-invasive, ultrasound-based treatment could prevent acute kidney injury in mice. Now, when they exposed anesthetized mice to ultrasound with a routine clinical imaging system 24 hours prior to blood disruption to the kidneys, the mice exhibited preserved kidney health after blood flow was restored. In contrast, sham-treated mice exhibited significant kidney injury. Further analysis revealed that the ultrasound treatment likely stimulated an anti-inflammatory response that originated from the spleen and was responsible for protecting the kidneys. Quote, our studies using non-invasive ultrasound now provide us with an active treatment that appears to be simple, effective and non-toxic for the prevention of acute kidney injury, said Dr. Akusa. Uh, Continuing, to our knowledge, this has never been described for the prevention of tissue or organ injury. Interestingly, we suspect that similar mechanisms that lead to kidney injury may also lead to lung, heart, and liver damage, and that this form of therapy might be effective for prevention of injury in other organs as well, end quote. In an accompanying editorial, Elaine L. Moyne, M.D., Ph.D., uh, in Belgium, and his colleagues noted that opportunities arising from the work are numerous and promising because many procedures that carry a very high risk of AKI are planned. In searching for novels, uh, novel approaches to prevent and even cure AKI, uh, we believe that splenic ultrasound stimulation has a bright future ahead, they wrote. Okay. Now, our um, 
guest this evening, uh, Jan Krause-Green, uh, author of I Call Myself Earth Girl, lives in suburban Boston. I went to college. My undergraduate work was at Boston University, as a matter of fact. So I, I certainly a spark went off when I <laughs> read that. Uh, she's a former high school teacher and a newspaper columnist and uses fiction and poetry to examine life's big questions from the perspective of characters, both young and old. And she certainly did so in this book we're going to talk about this evening. Hello. Good evening, Jan. How are you? Well, I'm fine, and how are you? Fine, thank you. And now, um, before we get, uh, well, you know, I have to admit, one of the reasons I tend not to interview many authors of novels is because I want to talk about all aspects of the book, but you never want to give away, you know, some fun points or the ending. So, (laughs) you know, that's, that's going to be one thing I'll be dealing with or grappling with this evening. But this is certainly a wonderful book that touches on or highlights or brings to mind so many issues and concerns uh, that it's going to be well worth not only a read by our listeners, but uh, the discussion that we'll have. Uh, First of all, could you just give, give us a little background information about yourself that might lead us to understand how you became interested in these kinds of topics? Well, let's see. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a mother of five. I, I'm a grandmother of five, and I had a fairly traditional Catholic upbringing, but moved from Catholicism, I think, to a maybe broader and, in my case, deeper sense of spirituality. Um, mm-hmm. I've always been a pacifist. I mean, from a very young age, I just couldn't understand that there was any reason that war would be a solution to something. And as I became older, I became also involved in the environment. The other aspects of the story that people find more on the paranormal side, um, Mm. I just like to explore what could happen if those things existed, you know? Right. Okay, very good. Um, Any of these things based on any aspect of your own life experience? That just sort of popped no, into my head. No, you know, um, <laughs> people have read the beginning, which does include a rape, and um, have said, oh, my Lord, how could you write that? Were, were you ever raped? And thankfully, no, I never was. But I could imagine that it would be pretty awful, and I guess I have a good imagination. Yes, and certainly an excellent writer. Uh, I love the well, graphic on the book. Would you describe the graphic on the book and, and tell us where that came from? Well, the picture on the book is um, there's a sky in the background and there's earth in the foreground. And there's something that you could think of as a tree, except it's actually shaped like a hand, coming up from a heart, which is the roots of the tree. They're shaped like a heart. And uh, there's three lines that look like they could be the the lifeblood of the tree, which is also a hand. And then coming out of the sky is a smaller hand that's, you know, reaching to or being held by this bigger hand that's also a tree. Um, I think it's a fantastic cover. I love it so much. And to tell you the truth, I found this image on Shutterstock.com. And I said (laughs) to the publisher, this is the image I want for the cover. Wow. Now, that's amazing that you've actually found something like that. You know, I don't even know who did this beautiful art, but... I would certainly like to find out because um, hopefully this will make this person 
pretty, you know, a lot of people will see it and maybe it'll bring him or her a lot of business because it's a beautiful, I think, a beautiful cover. Now, you know, okay, and I'm going to I'm going to leave um taking us through some aspect of the journey in the book to you for the most part because I don't want to reveal anything that I shouldn't reveal or you know what I'm saying? Well, I, but I, I, I appreciate huh? that because it's a little bit hard <laughs> to talk about this book and not reveal things that really the reader should have to discover for themselves. So we'll yeah. we'll tread around that gently. So I I, I do want to bring in this issue of, uh, well, the parallel with the Virgin Mary, this issue of a pregnancy that is not based on anything that should make any sense, uh, i.e., you know, the character in the book, uh, how she comes to deal with that, the fact that she has a daughter getting ready to have a child also, <laughs> which would end up with both of them having a child of about the same age, things of this nature. The, the, even the abortion issue comes into play without it being brought, you know, without it being talked about specifically in that sense or as as a position. Reincarnation, um, dreams, what dreams are about, uh, the issue of rape and how to deal with a pregnancy or how one might be inspired to deal with a pregnancy as a result. I mean, there's so many things that are woven throughout this this book. But anyway... um, You know, I think that's what happens when you don't write a book till you're in your 60s. There's a lot. A lot that's up there. Yeah. Okay, well, let some of that out. Take us through the journey the way you would like to present it to our listeners. And take your time because we've we've got time. (laughs) All right. So this is a story, really, of Gloria, who's a contemporary woman in her 40s, and she keeps having a recurring dream, and it's a pretty disturbing dream. It always begins with the, um, the young girl. The girl in the dream is only about 12, and she starts by saying, I call myself Earth Girl. And she says that she chose to live, to come back from her celestial life and to live on earth because she felt like she wanted to be sort of grounded in a place and a time, but that she had no idea that the time she was coming to would be so difficult. And what we discover through this dream is that Earth Girl has come to earth um, at a time of war and also at a time that seems to be very um, bad environmentally. She talks about when she thought of the earth, she thought of it as being, you know, beautiful colors of blue and green and a lot of light and that it's it's gray and brown and, and pretty hard to survive. So this is all just a dream. And Gloria has this exact same dream over and over again. It always ends with Earth Girl who goes through terrible things. Her her mother and father both um well her father disappears, he's taken away by a militia and her mother is raped and killed right in front of Earth Girl, and her brother disappears, and she ends up having to fend for herself until she's taken in by an an older woman, by older I mean older than a 12-year-old, who also is out there fending for herself. And this woman protects her for a while, but in the end they end up being separated too, and Earth Girl is pretty much abducted and, you know, is held prisoner and raped, talking about it. It's very upsetting to me because it's a very upsetting dream. However, sure. it's actually, I want to assure readers, a small part of the book. Oh, yes. In terms of 
the intensity of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the dream, it always ends with Earth Girl finding out from some people who have rescued her, they've brought her to a hospital, and she finds out that she's pregnant. And at that point, Gloria always wakes up with a start, and she's you know very upset about this girl, and she wonders why she keeps having this dream over and over again. But she also begins to feel like she can feel some sort of a stirring in her womb, and then she realizes, geez, I've missed some periods. Well, I'm in my 40s. Maybe it's menopause. But she decides to take a pregnancy test, and she finds out that she is pregnant. And this is totally distressing to her, not just because of the dream, but because she and her husband haven't had uh haven't even had sex for six months. She decides to go to a gynecologist, and she finds out that she's three months pregnant. And as you can imagine, now her whole world is turned completely upside down. So what happens from there is really Gloria trying to explain this to her husband. She has a grown daughter who is also pregnant and is expecting her first child. Gloria was ready to be a grandmother, but she certainly didn't want to have a child at the same time as she was having a grandchild, and she knows her daughter won't be happy about it. She doesn't know how her husband is ever going to believe this story when she tells him, well, I'm pregnant, but it happened in a dream. So you can see that she has some problems. Oh, yes. <laughs> and you mentioned the the abortion, so I, I think I can go on and say that she decides to have an abortion, but when she thinks, the, you know, she's back in the recovery room and she thinks the abortion is over and the doctor tells her, well, we couldn't do it because as soon as we sedated you, you started saying, don't take my baby, don't take my baby. So we really couldn't. So Gloria is really angry at this point. Like, what's happening here? I'm being controlled by Earth Girl. I don't even know, am I her reincarnation? What is going on? And, and she's Gloria has never been one to really believe in any of this, and she's not particularly religious or spiritual. So she just wants her life to get back to normal. And, of course, you might guess it doesn't. Okay, well, hold that thought uh, because we're going to go to break, and I think we have a caller on the line that I want to check in with. And uh, when we come back, you can uh, pick up from where you left off. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Okay, folks, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia Izzard. Now, tonight's program is partially sponsored by Alternative Medicine Therapies in Pennsylvania. You can visit my website, www.amtherapies.com, and call our number for face-to-face or remote secure video conference appointments. It's 866-472-6094. You are hearing us live from the Internet. To call in during the program, call 619-789-6835. And we'll be back with Jen Prosperine, author of I Call Myself Earth Girl. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. 
Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative medicine therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when alternative medicine therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. Or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies. And Chef, again, you're listening to Wellness Health Natural Healthcare Practitioner, Parthenia Izar. Now remember on my website, www.amtherapies.com, you can preview and purchase an autographed copy of the Perfect Walker's 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health. My chapter is Naturopathy. Uh, now also remember that um, Alternative Medicine Therapy offers iridology and kinesiology assessment, as well as consultation with meditation, energy medicine, acupressure, um, and okay, we are back with our guest, Jan Cross Green. She's the author of I Call Myself Earth Girl. Okay, so now take us uh, again, continue with describing as best you can the journey, and um, then we'll get into some other questions. Okay, so one of the things that happens in this dream, Earth Girl, in her dream, talks about a girl with golden eyes appearing to her. So although Earth Girl is the main character, Gloria's dream, Earth Girl also talks about a dream that she has. And in that dream, there's a girl with golden eyes who says to Earth Girl, I have chosen you. And then the girl's face just fades away and and Earth Girl tries to capture it, but she can't. So Gloria knows this because this is always part of the dream. And Gloria ends up encountering um, a little girl with golden eyes. So now, you know, again, she's she really just doesn't know what to think of any of this. But what, girl, what Gloria wants is to keep her life as normal as possible. <laughs> and um, she's having trouble doing this, as, as you, can, <laughs> you can certainly imagine that. Yes. Gosh. Yes. And once in a while, actually, when she first discovers that she's pregnant, she goes to um, a park. And there's a homeless man who everyone considers kind of crazy, and she's always been friendly to him. And he starts asking her what's wrong, and she explains. And instead of comforting her, he's saying, oh, you're in a world of hurt. Your husband's never going to believe this story. But he ends up, uh, at the end of the book, being a little bit significant and shows up in the sequel as quite significant. So you'll see him again. Many of these characters show up in the sequel, which happens in a different time. Um, well, now, I was going to save this for the end, but do you have an idea when that sequel's coming out? <laughs> I don't, because um, I'm not the fastest writer. Actually, I'm a very fast writer. It's just that I don't often have the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope to have the sequel done 
and out by this time next year, so maybe a year from now. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, those of you who've read it, you just have to be a little patient. (laughs) (laughs) And then watch your own dreams. Okay, now... um, what what type of, of okay when your readers finish what is it you want them to inspire to do not do because there is an aspect of environmental concern uh, woven within all of this you, you want to talk a little bit about what, what you want your readers or hope your readers might think about or do or not do well, <laughs> I, you know when I wrote it. The, the first thing I wanted to do was create a, a compelling story that would keep people reading and that if all they wanted to get out of it was a good story, they would get that. But I also hoped to convey this message of environmental urgency for people who, you know, were willing to see it and think about it. I guess what I want people to do is to really start thinking about and having conversations about the way we're living and what that means for future generations and what we can do about it. Um, you know, I believe that we we can make changes. If we can get, I would say, the collective consciousness, if we could get enough people to really believe, okay, it's time. We have to do something. And we have to do perhaps a lot of things. I think the problem can be solved, but I don't think it can be solved without the will of an awful lot of people. And so, you know, I hope that they have a sense of urgency about the environment. I hope they have a sense that our ongoing, and I don't just mean the U.S., but the world's ongoing wars have had a detrimental impact on the environment also. And so there's so much that has happened to the earth that gives us life, and we um, we need to start taking taking care of it. Okay. Um, so you know, I want this... them to look at things that they take for granted, really. So the life we live, particularly here in this country, if we're in the middle class at least, we're we're kind of separated from the environment in a lot of ways. We go into our air-conditioned cars or our air-conditioned offices and air-conditioned stores. Most of us don't raise our own food. Uh, We don't depend on the land in a sort of one-to-one relationship with the land. And yet we really do depend on it. We just don't realize it. So I want people to think about the things they take for granted and also realize that they won't even be there anymore if we don't take some serious steps. Well, now, you want to talk about, I, I mentioned some of the the messages that it conveys or some of the issues that it touches on. Were there some I left out that you want to make sure people know? Or even, even though this is not a preachy book, I mean, it's not like you're telling people you got to do this, you should do that, or whatever. It's just that things, issues, and things that are interwoven within the the journey of the the you know main character. You know, really, what I want people to do because I don't have the answers. I you know, I don't have any answers to this. And I guess what I really hope is that this book, both in terms of war and the possibility of peace and in terms of the environment, that it gets people talking about, well, what can we do? I, I, You know, I just think it's time for a big collective um, change in the way we look at not just the earth, but the way we look at each other. Um, in one part of the book, Gloria, after going through all sorts of things, has sort of, a, I think, a spiritual awakening, and she really comes to realize that, you know, we are connected to the past, and the future, and that 
what we do makes a big difference and that we're connected to every other living being. And so I think that that is, maybe that's one of my main messages. And um, if you will, I mean, it's tied in with what you've already said, but if you were to state the purpose of writing the book and or what motivated, motivated you the strongest to actually sit down and start writing this, what would you say that you was? You know, the way the book came into being is really kind of funny because Earth Girl, this, this dream, that the story of Earth Girl that becomes Gloria's dream, I wrote probably in 2006, and I didn't know what to do with it. It was very bleak, and it didn't seem to have an ending that was going to get better. <clears throat> and so I kind of put it away. And then in 2010 when I decided to take a week away from all of my responsibilities and sit down and try to write a novel, which I've been saying I was going to do since I was 10, um, the, the Earth Girl dream, or the Earth Girl story, came to me that it could be a character's dream, and that that was a way to tell that story, but then to be able to have something happen. But I feel like I learned and grew a lot just by writing the book. I think I was concerned about the environment at one level when I started writing. I think I was way more concerned about it by the time I finished. And so I hope that that's the impact it has on readers. But, okay. you know, I, I do, I'm glad you said it's not preaching because really it's a, it's a good story, I think. Oh, yes. I mean, when I hope when you sit down, folks, with the book and you're starting to read it that you don't have much else to do for the rest of the day or evening because you're not going to want to put it down to go do anything else. And it's not the kind of thing you would read during lunch because you, you're going to get fired if you continue because <laughs> you're going to want to keep reading the book. So that that goes without saying. And, I, and yes, I'm glad you mentioned Bur- brought that to my mind because yeah, people definitely need to know it reads like a wonderful novel uh, that you just enjoy and you're what? And what? Oh no it's like you know you're very uh, excited about the different, the timing is wonderful as well I mean it's something you could see becoming a movie very easily uh, so I hope that might even you know, be something that happens I working on a screenplay Wonderful, wonderful so it's Maybe it certain. will become a movie Oh man, yes, that would be wonderful because it it let, I mean it's almost like a screen. I mean, it, well, in my mind or the way I was pulled through it, it was almost like reading a screenplay in that sense because you could actually see the characters in a movie uh, kind of setting. But yeah, wonderful. Oh, that'll be wonderful. Um, okay, well, w- yes, were you getting ready to say something else there? Well, I was just going to say that when I was writing it. I wanted to keep people guessing about what really was happening. I didn't want them to figure it out right away. And so I kept dropping hints about things, but really I wanted (laughs) the story to unfold in a surprising way. Yeah, no, it definitely does. Um, hold that thought. When, when, when we come back from break, I'd like you to talk a bit about the perspective of the characters, the two main characters, and, and why they have the perspective that they do. Uh, okay, um, folks, you are listening to Wellness Hope and this with the Technology here on Blog Talk Radio. Now, remember, uh, alternative medicine therapy, um, well, we can encourage people to purchase certain kinds of products. And one of those products is something called skin. Um, 
You have to enter code USW909901 when you select the link of my website to purchase. Now, they include supplements that the incorporation nanotechnology are more than sufficiently assimilated into the body and their beauty products are enhanced by eight-lot technology that promotes skin. I call new skin for beauty and wellness beauty technology. And we will be back with Jan Cross Green, author of I Call Myself Earth Girl. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative Medicine Therapies like Iridology, Kinesiology, Reflexology, Energy Medicine, which includes Chi Life Therapy, Acupressure, and Psychological Consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. Or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies. And you're listening to Wellness Holistic with me, psychologist and certified natural healthcare practitioner, Parthenia Izzard. Now, my live guest next week, Tuesday, August 13, 2013, will be Barbara Berger. She's the author of Are You Happy Now? At the end of the live program, we will discuss the herb Anato and the Asano Ada Muka Rasana. Now, check the website to see who my rebroadcast guests will be next week, August 7 and 8 at 2013. We are back with Jan Krause Green, author of I Call Myself Earth Girl. Now, you know, I have to admit, there's something funny going on with this um, technology here because I was trying to talk to our caller and I wasn't able to hear anything. So I'm going to try again. I'm going to take a chance and try live to see if they're there. Hello, caller? Caller, are you there? Okay, I guess not. Okay, because I see them on the screen, but I can't hear anything. Okay, well, anyway. (laughs) Oh, technology is fabulous, but it works. That's that's my life with technology. (laughs) I mean, I even have a live chat here where a guest signed in, and I wasn't able to click them access. So, uh, you know, I'll have to talk to the powers that be to find out. But in the meantime, yes, the perspective of um, of Ella and... um, Ella and uh, Glor- no, Gloria? Why don't we- Gloria is her mother, yes. Right, okay. And the- so there's Earth Girl, who's the, the main feature in one story, and then there's Gloria and her daughter, Ella. Correct. Now, when you talk about Earth Girl and Ella, their perspectives, um, some might say they're a little naive. I don't know how, how you you know what you, what you were thinking, but why did you pick the perspectives, or what different? I mean, or did it just well, happen? Well, I, I purposely made both Earth Girl and Ella look at things from a naive perspective. One, because they're both young, but also, I think that when children look at at big problems, like if children look at world hunger, they're like, 
well, why don't we just give them some food? They they reduce things to a very simple <laughs> question. Um, and so I think there, there's a part in it where Earth Girl is talking about her mother who was always kind and loving and wonderful, and she's talking about we have to pray to God to take vengeance on those people and on these our enemy. And Earth Girl is asking her, well, what does that mean? And she says, it means whatever they do to us, we're going to do worse to them. And as a young girl, Earth Girl's thinking, well, how is that going to turn out? It's just going to get worse and worse. And she figures things must be really bad if her kind and loving mother is thinking this. So I, I think there's wisdom in the naive perspective. And so I definitely wanted to have some young characters who look at things and ask why. And usually adults say, well, it's too complicated. Um, you're too young, you know, you're just not old enough to understand. But I think we have to figure out a way. Those are very basic, important questions, and we can't push them away. We have to figure out answers to those questions. Well, that's... And I think they're asking some wise questions. Yeah, that's that's fair. And again, I don't know if you want to, how, how would you want to talk about your ending? <laughs> Or would you want to talk about it at all? To just well, I'd say that it's that it's <clears throat> a little bit open ended, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so it leads to a sequel. I'd say that, but mm-hmm. also, um, I left it open ended because I do believe that what happens next. So you get to the end of the story, and you're like, well, what happens next? I believe that what happens next is really up to all of us. I I think that um, we, as a group, as humans, are going to determine what happens next. And so I I did leave it very open-ended. Well, that's enough. Don't don't tell them anymore. (laughs) Don't don't tell them anything else. And also, I I think when you leave it certain ways, it, it inspires people to do something, you know, or make some choices or come up with some kind of a solution or whatever for the meantime, you know, until they get to the sequel, you know, uh, uh, so it, right. it's inspirational. Well, you know, I, I kind of hope to shake up people's kind of perception of ourselves and our own personal realities to just really, you know, we spend a lot of time trying to make right. life a certain way and trying to tell ourselves it's a certain way. And what happened to Gloria, you know, she couldn't do that because every time she tried to do that, something just, you know, made it so she couldn't. And, I, you know, I think that um, it's when we get things turned upside down and kind of have to question our realities that we grow, um, either as individuals. And I'm hoping, you know, I, I, I'm hoping we grow as the human race. One of my leaders said that the reason she really likes the book is to her it's a metaphor for sort of the evolve, evolving human consciousness and how we are changing and, and reevaluating sort of our role on the earth and in the cosmos. And I like that interpretation. So. Oh, now also one thing we haven't mentioned is, well, before we get there, contact information. You talk about, you know, give information to our listeners about your web page uh, and uh, any upcoming signings or events. Well, I have um, a web page, website. It's dot. I call myself Earth Girl, you know, all one word, dot com. And I have a Facebook page, which is also, I call myself Earth Girl. 
And um, in terms of upcoming things, I'm hoping to be exhibiting at the Boston Book Festival, which will be October 19th. I'm also definitely going to be doing a presentation here again, it's, it's on the East Coast, and it's in New England at the uh, Berkshire Festival of Women Writers. And I'm very open to um, – I have a couple of book clubs I'm going to, but if the book clubs are you know, geographically difficult for me to get to, I'm happy to do that over Skype also. You know, if yeah. Who wants to have me talk to them about the book, even though I'm not in person, I'd be happy to do that. I'm thinking of offering some writing coaching and writing workshops. But really, you know, I'm very new at this. Writing the book was one thing, and figuring out all the next steps, is it's a really, um, you know, it's a work in progress for me. I would love it if people would call or go to my website and ask me to come talk, be part of a book signing event, be part of a panel presentation. I have done a panel presentation with other women writers and it doesn't have to be women writers. But it's interesting to see how various people at various stages in their in their life come about writing and how they get published. So I'm open for all of it. Well, now, I'll be, try to make it work. Very good. Now, you uh, you mentioned uh, one thing I, I wanted to ask or touch on was the male perspective that is presented in the book. And um, you want to talk a little bit about that through some of the characters in in the book? Well, one thing you'll find when you read this book is that um, the main characters are female, but they all have relationships one way or the other with important males in their lives. And, you know, I think the husband, Jared, I tried to be very realistic about what he would be going through when his (laughs) wife tells him that she's pregnant and (sighs) that it happened in a dream because, you know, they've had a good marriage. As far as he knows, they've always been faithful to each other. It's not like the marriage was in trouble when this happened. And all of a sudden he has this, uh, he has to deal with this reality and he does begin to mistrust her. But I I, I don't see him as, as a negative character. I think he's actually a pretty sympathetic character. He's trying to be, you know, he goes through the initial anger and then he tries to be supportive and, it's very hard. They end up going to therapy, and um, one of the only reasons that therapy works is that they've each convinced the therapist that the other one doesn't quite know what's going on, <laughs> and the therapist is sort of working with this information. But um, I think that Jared and his brother, um, he has a twin brother, and they've had sibling rivalry all of their lives, because their dad kind of put them in competition with each other. And I you know, I taught high school for a number of years, and I got to know a lot of high school males, and I saw that whole um, competitiveness and rivalry within families was a, a really big thing, so I sort of drew on that. But they also, the other thing I saw in families was that when push came to shove, the siblings were there for each other, and, and you know, I try to develop that idea also with him and his brother. And what about the gentleman you mentioned to uh, mentioned him briefly in the beginning, the homeless gentleman? Uh, well, to me, he's kind of a, he's, he's sort of a funny character, the things he says. But he becomes a serious character in that 
at the end of the book, he, he gives Jared some information. Jared doesn't realize the inform- he doesn't take the information seriously. He doesn't think anything of it. He dismisses it. But that information becomes important in the sequel. But the homeless man is, you know, he's a homeless man who seems to most people to be, you know, a little bit, a little bit crazy, a little bit out of it. He he talks about, you know, well. When I look through that window, I can see what's going to happen, and people you know, tend to think that he's crazy, but maybe he can see what's going to happen. <laughs> he might be able to. Well, I, I mainly wanted you to, to talk about them so that people realize this, this is not a male-bashing book at all. This oh, is no, a very, very, it's a, just a narrative that where there's a life situation going on and you see various characters flowing in and out and dealing very nicely i mean everything is very normal uh except for the <laughs> except for the the situation i guess and um i i just enjoyed it thoroughly and uh, um i want my listeners to realize that it's certainly a lot of fun uh a fun read even though you're you're in suspense throughout as you're going from one thing to the next um, you even talk, I mean, in in a way, you even touch on age. Um, you want to talk a little bit about how age and maturity and all that kind of thing is sort of dealt with or presented? Well, one, one, thing or I, one thing I talk about, and I don't think this will give anything away, is that one of the characters has Alzheimer's. And, uh, you know, people have asked, you know, is the book from experience. And that is the only part of the book that comes from my real-life experience. My father had Alzheimer's, and um, he had a, a long, slow decline with it. It was very hard for me to watch um, because he really he got to the point, not only did he not know who we were, he had no idea who he was. He just totally mm-hmm. lost all sense of himself. And that that did that experience definitely shaped how I wrote character with Alzheimer's. So um, is is that what you meant by the aging yeah. or were you thinking of... Well, yeah, not only that, but when you have the, the 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 daughter and the mother and their perspectives on life and expectations of each other and all of that kind of thing, there's sort of an age difference. Uh, and even when you talk about the perspective of Ella and uh, Earth Girl uh, and how different their view of the world probably is because of their youth. Well, right. I mean, the the characters in the book, I tried to sort of tell the, the story in a way from the point of view of each of the different characters. So you're seeing a young girl's perspective. You're seeing um, a young woman's perspective, you know, a woman in her 20s and, and then a woman in her 40s and also the perspective of her husband. And then there's, you know, there's RJ who is... Ella's nephew, and he's also her, really her very best friend, and I think he's pretty sympathetic male character for those who are mm-hmm. worried about the males. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, do you have some books, oh, some book ideas that are waiting in the wings that are very different from uh, the focus of this book? I do. Um, one of the books that I hope to start writing, I. I want to get this one done, but I think in January I'm going to start working with a young man who um, actually is the high school friend of one of my sons, 
and he was riding his bike and was hit by a car, hit and run accident, and ended up with brain damage, severe oh. brain damage. He he almost didn't live. And he is the most inspirational, um, just amazing, amazing young man. Then his late 20s, and when he saw that I had written a book, he said to me, wow, I would love to write a book about my story, but I don't think I could. And I said, well, why don't we write it together? So I'm hoping oh, to do wow. that. I would oh, okay. really like to tell his story. And then I have, this is kind of a crazy idea, and I don't know what will happen with it, but I'm thinking of a story where scientists develop a chair that you can sit in and when you're in that chair, you can enter the consciousness of another person, but you don't you don't take over their consciousness. You just can be inside it and feel and see exactly what it's like to be that person. Oh, stop. So don't say I, anything else. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Keep that. Oh, but, but don't say another word. Just write that or finish it or whatever because that, oh, yeah. All right. All right. That, that, oh. that's, a, you know, that's in the pipeline. Okay, well, uh, then, ladies and gentlemen, you have a, a. It seems that we have an author here who has a, a varied interest and a varied uh, focus of topics uh, that will be coming down. That well, we'll just have to keep our eyes open, and you'll have to come back and talk about all of these different. Oh, these are wonderful. Well, gee whiz, <laughs> I'm excited. I, well, I, I, would I be uh, delighted to come back even before oh. I write any of these. I'd love to come back. Oh well, my word! Well, I would love to have you. I mean, this this yeah, this is wonderful. I, and I'm a writer myself, but I haven't even gotten my first one out there. It's just sitting there waiting for me to say, "Go ahead, take it to the ed-, you know, give it to the editor and let them have it." So I I just I marvel at how people at least get to the point where they say, "Okay, I've done enough with this. Let me give it to someone else to go ahead and get this thing going." But it's well, like I guess know, it's like giving for birth. Me, for me, being in my 60s had something to do with it. It was like, if not now, when? Just do it. <laughs> yes, yes, that that would be a motivating factor. Well, now, um, while we're going to go away to break again, and um, I want you to, when we come back, just talk about whatever you want with regards to uh, your book or inspiration or what you want it to do uh, and uh uh, we'll we'll okay. go on from there. Okay, thank you. Folks, you're listening to Wellness Home with me, psychologist, certified mental health care practitioner, Marcina Udar, here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, now, remember, you can get an autographed copy of the book I co-authored, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health, on my site. Now, we know nothing more important than your health. But between the overburdened medical establishment, glaring crisis-driven health headlines, and our own hectic lives, finding the information you and your family need can be next to impossible. We're here to help. We bring together 101 of the top minds of radically different branches of the healing profession to give you 101 simple, workable ways to attack disease, overcome unhealthy habits, and live your life to its healthiest potential. Follow the link on my homepage. It's a beautiful blue book link. And we'll be back with Jan Cross Green, author of I Call Myself Earth Girl. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. 
contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative Medicine Therapies like Iridology, Kinesiology, Reflexology, Energy Medicine, which includes Chi Light Therapy, Acupressure, and Psychological Consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies. Hey, yes, you're on the stage of wellness Natural health care practitioner, Parthenia is ours. Now, you know, if you're looking to purchase real estate in Pennsylvania, uh, on the main line especially, or the general of the city vicinity in Pennsylvania, Delaware or Montgomery County, call 866-472-6094. I'm a substitute broker to Simply call 866-472-6094 and mention code 5656. You will be contacted right away. And we are back and probably also by Sorry, I I want to say now I haven't quite thought of the best word to use, but it's a wonderful romp uh, that I'm, I'm sure you're not going to be able to put down till you're done. So, again, don't have anything uh, important to do when you're sitting down with the book <laughs> in hand. Um, you might, I don't know, you might have some suggestion as an English teacher, high school English teacher, for a budding writer uh, to help them get started with something. Hmm. I I think for any writer, my suggestion, well, it's to write, to just sit down and don't don't worry about whether every line is perfect. Don't worry even about where it's going. You know, really, I didn't know where this book was going. I just let the characters take over and tell me where it was going. I had some points I wanted to get across. But for a lot of people, if you just first force yourself, write for five minutes. Just start, then keep going. A lot of people can't get past the first paragraph because they they self um, judge and censor and start revising before they're you know they've done a paragraph. Keep writing. Force yourself to write for five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and there's going to be a lot of ideas that come out of there that you can continue to use. You know, they'll grow into something. Um, some people need an outline. Other people absolutely can't work from an outline. Either one of those things is fine. It, it's finding what works for you. So, okay, well, now, I would say. this hour went very quickly for me, <laughs> too quickly. And uh, we're at that point in the program where I always ask my guests for their final words of wisdom for their, uh, in your case now, for your readers or potential readers. Um, what would your final words of wisdom be for them? Well, I don't have a lot of wisdom, but oh, I, this dear. is what I would. This this kind of sums up what I think about life. That the human heart is really designed to love, and it has the capacity to grow, 
and expand until it's so big that it loves the whole world. And I don't think most of us get there, but I think a lot of us come really, really close to that. Mm-hmm. And I, I really do believe that we are the stuff of stars. We have the universe in us. We are part of the universe and it's part of us. So we're all connected in a really deep and important way. And so much of what we experience in life makes us think we aren't connected, but we really are. So um, that's my word of wisdom. Well, thank you. See, you didn't think you had any for us. Well, wonderful. (laughs) Thank you so much for tonight, and do enjoy the rest of your evening. Well, thank you so much. I have totally enjoyed this and would, like I said, I'd love to come back and chat with you anytime. You're a wonderful interviewer. You make it very comfortable. Well, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. Okay, good evening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, folks, now it's time for our herb of the day. Today's herb is anise. Uh, The part used medicinally are the seeds and seed oil. Uh, Now, uh, some of the phytochemicals include alpha-pinene, caseic acid, chlorogenic acid, eugenol, uh, limonene, rutin, sigmosterol. Some of the nutrients include calcium, iron, magnesium, manganese, phosphorus, potassium, zinc, vitamins A, B1, B2, B3, B5, B6, uh, C, and E. According to Balk and Balk, it aids digestion, digestion, clears mucus from air passages, combats infection, and promotes milk production in nursing mothers. Good for indigestion and for respiratory infections such as sinusitis, and also helps for menopausal symptoms. Uh, used in many popular products as a fragrance and flavoring. And now for our asana. Tonight's asana is Dhanurasana, and according to Dr. Shah, uh, it brings elasticity and flexibility to the spine, massages the abdominal and pelvic organs, expands the chest and lungs, tones the heart, adrenals, uh, strengthens upper and lower extremities, loosens joints of the extremities, reduces fat around the waist, thighs, and arms, and strengthens the neck. Now, you know I use Iyengar wave as I t- talk or for a brief reference uh, for the asanas. Uh, you lie prone with the arms beside the trunk and palms down. Keep both sides of the body even. Stretch the legs and toes back. Move the thighs away from the trunk. Bend the legs back. Press the coccyx and sacrum down. Flatten the back and stretch the arms back. Hold the ankles or shins and raise the head up. Inhale. Pull firmly on the shins and raise the chest, weight, and thighs. Take the shoulders back and shoulder blades in. Keep the arms straight. Extend the front of the body up. Contract the buttocks and lift the legs and trunk higher without straining. Move the body weight forward onto the abdomen. Take the head back and look up without constricting the back of the neck or straining the throat. Stay for from 15 to 20 seconds, breathing evenly. Exhale, release the legs and come down. Um, uh, They say that in this posture, the body arches like a strung bow. Okay. Well, folks, you've been listening to Wellness with me and psychologist, psychologist, 
certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia Izzard, at Blog Talk Radio. Uh, my live guest next week, Tuesday, August 13, 2013, will be Barbara Berger, author of Are You Happy Now? Ten Ways to Live a Happy Life. At the end of that live program, we will discuss the herb Anato and the Asana Anulika Verasana. Check the website, www.amtherapy.com or www.wellnessholenessandwisdom.com to see who my rebroadcast guests Wednesday and Thursday, August 14 and 15, 2013 will be. Wellness, wholeness, and wisdom, be well. <laughs>